Well, good morning again. It's good to see each one of you this morning and to be together in the presence of the Lord. This is the third Sunday of Advent, and our Advent theme is... It's not on the screen today, so it's extra test. Rest, something about restoration. I like that. Restoration is near. All right. It's only the third Sunday, so we still have one more... We still have one more Sunday to get it down before Christmas. So, uh, as Ed mentioned, uh, make special note of Christmas Day. It's going to be a special day that we gather to worship Jesus on, on Christmas Day. A lot of times we will say this is the reason for the season. Well, this year we can say this is the reason for that day. And so I hope that you will bring your extended family and join us as we... Uh, have our time of worship that day, beginning at 10 o'clock, special time, so make note of that. Let's turn in our Bibles this morning to the New Testament book of James. <clears throat> I've heard many of you say in the past that James is one of your favorite books in the Bible, and I think that's probably because a lot of what James writes about and says is very applicable to our everyday life and how we, we live and uh, these verses this morning are a great example of that because patience is the main theme here today. I thought about preaching an hour-long message this morning so that you all could practice your patience and perseverance. <laughs> but then I thought maybe that's not the best way to get, that, get this example across to people, but get that point across. So James chapter 5, we will be reading verses 7 through 11. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. It's it's on it's on the back screen. Oh, okay. So I'll just pay attention to the front screen like all of you this morning. <laughs> I could get you guys really lost with where I'm at on on things this morning if I can't see it. But uh, <laughs> So last Sunday we talked about um, Actions we can take to prepare the way for the Lord, as Isaiah and Paul encourage us to do in those scriptures. And so the, the four things were we, we plan, we prepare, we make progress. And the last one was, and then we need to have patience. And we ended with that last week. So I didn't say a whole lot about it because I knew that this Sunday we were headed there uh, with this passage or this text from James. Be patient then, brothers and sisters. J 
James isn't asking a whole lot of us here, is he? I mean, you know, as I look out here among you this morning, I just see a, a picture of patience on everyone's face. And I just know that patience rules over all of your lives and, and, and so on. Well, uh, you know, at one time or another, all of us have heard the saying, uh, patience is a virtue. This week I saw a quote that said, patience is a virtue that carries a lot of weight. W-A-I-T. I think we have it up and going now here, so I'll try to catch up to where we're at. There's the four, and then there's the verse, and here is... So, it was a little different way of thinking about it. Patience has a lot of weight, but it's a lot of weight, W-A-I-T, uh, as well. And while we know that's very true, we also know that that is a very hard virtue to come by sometimes. And... It's especially hard in the face of suffering, as James mentions here in verse 7. I mean, you know, patience when you're sitting in the drive-thru at Starbucks is one thing. But patience in the face of suffering takes it to a whole nother level. We'll get to that here in a little bit. You know, when we watch... Uh, Commercials on uh, TV and when we see those ads as we scroll through websites and the social media sites on our phone, uh, their attempt, of course, is to get us to react immediately. That's the whole idea of marketing and, and commercials. They usually will say, click here to save now. And instead of saying something like, you've seen this, now just take a couple days <laughs> to think about it. And to see if it's something that you really need or something you really want. And then get back to us and let us know. I mean, that's, you know, they don't encourage us to wait until the time is right. Or wait until we have enough money to buy something. Or, or wait until the right thing comes along. There's that one commercial that's uh, on TV that says, it's my money and I want it now. You all watch way more TV than you pay attention to the uh, Advent. <laughs> restoration is dear. I heard it. Okay. All week I want you guys to be saying restoration is near. Restoration is near. So next Sunday we're going to all say it together. Well, the, the truth is we can't blame all of this on marketing and commercials because, I mean, how many of us have trouble even sometimes sitting at a stoplight? When we're in a hurry. How many children have trouble waiting until Christmas Day to open those presents that are under the tree? And how hard is it sometimes to wait for those test results to come back? It's often hard to be patient. Especially when you are a patient. Um, one thing we need to remember though is that patience is not just in, in the waiting. Part of that. It's in how we act and what our attitude is during those times of waiting. And so, you know, while, while patience may be a virtue, which actually virtue means that it's a commendable and excellent trait to have, 
many people in our society today don't really treat it that way. James speaks about patience in several different ways here. Um, First, he says, be patient until the Lord's coming. Now, that's, that's one of the main things that we, of course, focus on during this Advent season, waiting on the Lord, you know, just like they uh, waited on the Messiah, Jesus, to come in the Old Testament. I mean, that waiting still applies to us today. They, had, they waited over 600 years or more for Jesus to come back then. And now in Mark 13, Jesus says that someday he will return again. And that he's going to come in the clouds with great power and glory. Our wait is now, of course, close to 2,000 years. He said that he will come to gather those who believe in him from the ends of the earth and to the ends of the heavens. And he also said this. He said, be on guard, be alert, be patient. Because no one knows the day or the hour when that time will come. I think one of the most important parts of what Jesus says there in Mark 13 is the final verses where he says that if he comes suddenly, we should not be found sleeping or unprepared for his return. Well, that is true. We, of course, should approach every day of our lives with that attitude because we don't know which day will be our last you know we we are all anticipating eternity in heaven with Jesus and how wonderful that will be but a lot of times we're pretty patient for that day to come or for that to that day to actually happen in verse 7 here James uses the farmer uh waiting for his land to yield a crop as an example of of patience and endurance. You know, we know that the farmer doesn't just plant the seed, at least in our area here. It's different in some areas wherever you live. But in our area, the, the farmers don't just plant the seed in April and then just kick back until September. There's work that has to be done in order to prepare for the harvest. Now we don't, you know, we don't have to work for our salvation. That is a free gift from God through Jesus. But we do need to work at growing in our faith and becoming better followers of Jesus. We need to be telling others about the hope and the grace and the salvation that can be found. In and through Jesus. Go tell it on the mountain is a, a song that we often hear at the, at the time of Christmas. Gets sung this time of year. We are to go and tell it on the mountain. This good news that we know about. But you know just like the farmer uh, in the summertime uh, cultivates the ground. We need to cultivate the ways of Jesus in our life. And also in our world. As I was thinking about that, you know, the dry and crusty ground needs to get turned over. The weeds need to be removed. 
I mean, I think that's a good metaphor for our lives if we think, if we think about it in that way. Turn things around. Get the weeds out and fertilize. As James says, the farmer then patiently waits for the rains to come. After these verses uh, speak of patiently waiting for the Lord, we are encouraged to be patient with each other. Perhaps that's a part of the cultivating that we are talking about here. Last week we uh, talked about the importance of relationships in our life. And, uh, you know, this is a key part of, of nurturing those relationships. How patient are you with other people? With your spouse, with your children, with your relatives, or your friends? How quick are you to judge others? I mean, these are areas where patience can, can be a help for us uh, as well. In verse 9, it says, Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. I mean, that sets the, the bar pretty high, doesn't it? We shouldn't even grumble or complain. I mean, I'd say we probably all have a lot of work to do on that. <laughs> a lot of cultivating to do when it comes to, to that. This week, uh, I was told about a, a past coworker of mine that is battling cancer and, and not, doing, not doing well. Uh, the one thing I remembered about this coworker was how, uh, how patient and kind and caring he was in the workplace. I had to think, you know, will others say that about us someday if we are going through something like that? I mean, I never saw this guy get bent out of shape. Or speak negatively about somebody else at work. In fact, he, he always just had this, this calm, uh, collective demeanor about him. And so uh, I have not stayed in very close contact with him since those days. But I had to wonder uh, how he is doing, how he is facing that suffering. And I thought, you know, I bet you he is an example of this, patience in the face of suffering. And I've witnessed that, of course, in others who have been through difficult health situations. Some of you are, are here in this, uh, in this church family. While watching them, or you, I have prayed that, that if I'm ever faced with that, that I could be an example like that as well. It seems like those with that kind of example in their life, they often do better as they go through that time of suffering or, or you know, of fighting those battles with health or even some other unfortunate circumstances that, that they might be faced with. Well, along with those people in our lives today, James also reminds us of the many prophets in the Old Testament that can be an example to us, we, we spoke a little bit about this last Sunday as well. But think of those in the scriptures who have persevered through pain and suffering and waiting. People like Moses and Job and Jeremiah and David and Elijah and others. It wasn't easy for them. It wasn't their preference to go through that. But they persevered 
and they became better instead of bitter. I often think, when I think of these things, I think of the endless pleas of David in the Psalms, where he wasn't bitter, but he spoke to God like many of us may speak at times in life. He said, how long, Lord, how long is it going to be? But he was patient. He was patient for the Lord's deliverance. Uh, even though he was still human, he was still asking those questions of the Lord that, that we ask as well. I don't know, maybe <clears throat> you are in the middle of something right now that has you asking those questions as well. How long, O oh Lord, how long? Well, you know, patience and perseverance in the face of suffering will result in growth, blessing, and opportunities in the days that are ahead. And, you know, why do I mention opportunity there? Um, because I believe that the Lord will often use our season of suffering and our season of patiently waiting to help someone else in the days that follow. Ron and I have uh, seen that happen in our own lives when we went through different experiences with both of our children when they were uh, very young. Many of you know, know that story or, or know what I'm talking about. But both of those difficult experiences then later on provided opportunities for us to help others who are going through some of those same challenges and things in their, in their own lives. And so, so I think that's true for a lot of us. You know, instead of, asking, uh, instead of asking why we go through these things that we go through in life, we instead need to ask the Lord, how are you going to use this in my life to bless others, to make a difference, uh, and so on? How are you going to use this experience to grow my faith? And increase my trust in you. And then, here comes the opportunity part. How are you going to use this to reach someone else or to bless someone else? I mean, with that said, I know it's not easy for anyone to wait and to be patient during a time of suffering. I, I heard a quote by Richard Hendricks one time. And in which he said, second only to suffering, waiting may be the greatest teacher and trainer in godliness, maturity, and genuine spirituality most of us will ever encounter. Suffering and patience can look different depending on what you're going through. For some, it's health. For others, it might be a, a disappointment in life. For some, it might be moving beyond or past a, a hurt or an abuse that happened in your life. For some, it may be the, the patient praying for a loved one who has gone astray and, and needs to come back to Jesus. Or maybe 
needs to come to Jesus for the very first time. I think of the parable of the prodigal son that Jesus told in, in Luke 15. Think about, you know, you think about that story and parable. You think about the suffering that the father went through while his son was out living the wild life and, and wasting away his inheritance. Think about the patience that the father had to have as he, as he prayed and as he waited for that son to come to his senses and to return home. In the meantime, though, I'm sure the father prayed. I'm sure he hoped and patiently awaited for that day to finally come. And the father was always ready to welcome his son home with open arms. And so I share that to just say, don't, don't ever stop praying for a loved one to come to the Lord or to come back to the Lord if they have strayed away. And then here's a very important part of that prodigal son story. Always be ready for the surprising day when you're surprised and, and they come back and be there to welcome them with open arms. That parable is a great reminder of these things that we're talking about today. And it's, it's also a great reminder of the final verse that we uh, read here in James today. Verse 11 says, The Lord <clears throat> is full of compassion and mercy. And that is why we still patiently wait for his return. You know, the Lord, the Lord tarries because Jesus wants to see as many people come to him as possible before he returns. That's one reason that we need to go tell it on the mountain and we need to share it as, as often as we can. And you know, we often wonder why the Lord waits so long to return or, or all of that. Sometimes we are, uh, we're kind of critical of technology and where we are today with technology and how, uh, you know, hard and detrimental it can be to so many things. Um, and that is true. It has brought a lot of challenges to our world, the whole technology and so on. But it also has opened the door for people to hear about Jesus and to have access to the Bible and other things. I mean, we have satellites, the Internet, uh, smartphones. Today, I saw a statistic this week that just shocked me. And I think, it, unless you've seen it before, it's probably going to shock you. How, what percentage of people in the whole world have smartphones now? Have you seen that statistic? It's over 90%. 90%. So what that means is some people who don't even have healthy water to drink or enough food to eat, they might have a, a smartphone. And you know what that means? That means they have, yes, they have access to bad stuff. <laughs> uh, but they also have access to podcasts, to sermons, to the Bible, and so many things like that, that they can come to know Jesus and learn about Jesus. And so I hope in their learning that they realize that the Lord is full of compassion and, and mercy for them. 
that he wants to see all of those who are lost and away from him come home to the salvation, grace, and hope that is found in Jesus. And he is patiently waiting for you today, if that is, if that is you. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy, not guilt and condemnation. You see, patience in our lives is not only a good virtue, it's also a fruit of the Spirit. And that fruit can be developed with God in our life. It may not come to us naturally, you know, in our, in our humanness, the whole patience and waiting thing. But um, when we give ourselves to God, that patience that Jesus has can also be developed within us. And we can lean on that in our life. Um, I know, you know, I'm like everybody else. We don't like to wait <laughs> in most cases. But if everything in life were just handed to us, you know, on a silver platter, we would never need to grow. We would never need to grow spiritually or we would never need to rely on Christ and the Holy Spirit. I mean, that would be awfully convenient if, to think maybe if everything was just was handed to us. But the problem with that, you see, is that convenience doesn't produce character in us. It doesn't produce faith within us or trust. So we go through those things... We have to wait at times. We have to deal with difficult people at times. But all of those work out the patience and the character that we need in our lives. And so I hope we will think about that and view those challenges in life in light of that. On this third Sunday of Advent, we wait patiently for Jesus to come again. We wait patiently... For the Lord Emmanuel to come and, and be with us. That's what that word Emmanuel means. We sang it earlier and we're going to sing it here at the end of our service today. It means God with us. And, uh, you know, he came at Christmas, which we're going to celebrate here in a couple of weeks, in a humble manger in all of his power and glory. He came to restore us. And that's what we've been talking about during this Advent season. And uh, that restoration is near. Uh, it's near each and every day. And so we patiently wait uh, for that day that, that he will arrive. And so um, we're going to bow in prayer before we sing that song. And so would you uh, just bow with me at this time? <clears throat> Lord Jesus, you are awesome and great and powerful and you deserve all the glory in our lives. We thank you for your healing power. We thank you for your sustaining power, your, your comfort and peace that you bring to us as we face things in life. And Lord, we pray that you would help us to be patient that you would help us to wait on your timing, on your direction, on your guidance, on anything in our life that may come up.
We pray, Lord, for those who need to come to you or return to you. We pray that you would stir their heart to realize that um, we need to be ready for your return. We need to be ready for that day when, when we are called from this earth and our life on this earth is over. Help us to be alert. Help us to be ready. But Lord, help us to be growing each and every day. Not only in patience and endurance and perseverance, but, but help us to grow closer to you in our reliance and trust in you with all the things that we face in this world. Thank you for each one here this morning, Lord. Um, thank you for those who are, have been on the prayers of all of us, people we maybe have been praying for. We pray, Lord, that we would continue to lift them in prayer in hopes that they would come to you, return to you, or, or be found in you. And Lord, we patiently await your return that glorious day when you will come in the clouds and all of your power and all of your glory and, and take us home to uh, our heavenly home to be with you. And in this Advent season, we are encouraged once again to wait patiently for that day and be prepared. Bless each one here today, Lord. We pray that you would go with us in these next couple weeks. Help us not to become too busy. Help us to not to be labored down with stress over this time of and this season, but help us to be calm and reflect on your glory and, and what you have come to this world to do. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen. Let's